direct from the web, it's Billy Masters Live. And now, please welcome your host, oh. Billy Masters. Oh, a rare Monday show. We don't get those very often. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Billy Masters Live. I am, of course, your host, Billy Masters. Guests, can you guys hear me? Okay, good. Just making sure, because I got a notice in the control booth that they can't hear me. But, you know, drinkers at Billy Masters Live. All right. Yeah. Prove to me you're not drinking by coming up with the banner quickly. Today is Monday, October 24th. And it is a rare Billy Masters Live in prime time and on a Monday. And um, this is this is a weird one because uh, I love doing the show. I love being with all of you. I'm going to say something that, you know, I don't do very often. Oh, we don't have a banner yet. Okay, they're working on the banner. But people who are watching, if any, if people are watching live, I see some of you are, um, we're going to give you the chance to come on if you want and join us and uh, tell a story or just share, type your comments. This afternoon, we found out that a, a dear friend uh, of mine, and of many of my guests, and certainly of our community, Leslie Jordan, uh, one of the brightest lights really in the community. Leslie Jordan passed away. Um, we don't know really the details. We know that he was in a single car accident. Um, what people seem to think is he was going to work and had a heart attack or a stroke and um, hopefully went quickly and as painlessly as one can. Um, but my God, you know, what, what a life he packed into those years and into that diminutive stature of his, he, he, he spread so much joy. He spread so much love. He spread so much wisdom. And even as a uh, sober person, you know, it's funny. Um, people think that, you know, when people sober up, that it changes their personality. And he told me that uh, he never realized that he could get so high on life. And his life just went from strength to strength and just amazing, amazing things he accomplished in his life. Um, he's been on the show called Call Me Cat on... What is it on? Is it on Fox? I think it's on Fox. I'm not sure. I try not to pay attention to Fox if it is Fox. Um, and I, I found a clip that somebody will probably complain about, but you know, fuck them. What's my I'm going to do? Come over and hit me. Um, this is the last clip we saw of Leslie Jordan at the end of last week's show. So I'm going to just show you. So let me do the setup is that the people in the bar, including another member of our community, Cheyenne Jackson, uh, they go to a game bar where they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and they all laugh about it, but they all secretly want to play Dungeons and Dragons. So they go back to the bar, their home bar, and they play a game and Leslie shows up. Take a look. <laughs> Where's my dragon's head, bitches? Phil, I told you this wasn't a dress-up game. Yeah, well, this is not my last stop of the night. 
I just love him waving. And that's how that show always ends with everybody waving. Um, I've known Leslie forever, clearly forever. And no matter when I saw him, what he wanted to do was make me laugh. Um, there you go. From happy to pouty. Um, and, oh, do we have the very, it's funny. Uh, we, one of his last shows in, um, Hollywood was at the Catalina Bar and Grill with, um, Chris Isaacson, but, my biggest connection with Leslie was with these two incredible men, uh, Larry and Gary Lane. They, you know them um, from lots of television shows, reality TV, but what you best know them for is a film from Dollywood to Hollywood and then their more recent film, which has been sweeping awards at film festivals, uh, still work in 9 to 5, a documentary about 9 to 5. I talk too fast. Um a documentary about the film 9 to 5, um, where equal rights were then and where they are today, and getting all of the participants from the movie to participate in their documentary. And they're just, you know, I know they're very heartbroken right now, and I thank you for doing this, my wonderful boys, Larry and Gary Lane. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Um, You know, it was really, I I felt badly texting you because you, in case somebody hasn't heard the news, you don't want to say, oh my God, Leslie. And then they go, what happened? So I just wrote and said like, OMG, so sad. And happily you wrote back to me and said, Leslie. And I'm like, thank God. Yeah. So um, go, go, just go. We just, um, it's just so hard. We've been friends with him for so long to just know he's not here anymore. It's, it's so hard. Larry's just texting him like two days ago, you know, and he, he, you're right. He's such a light in the world and he makes people laugh. And, you know, just to have over a 20 year friendship with him, I'm not going to get emotional, but we, um, we were going to go, we wanted to put flowers like as a tribute where the accident happened and we rode over to Hollywood and, he was still there and he was on the sheet. And so we, we were there, but there was like, we're not going to leave until they take him. Cause I was just like, we don't want to be by himself. So yeah. Yeah. Coenga and Romaine, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's everything here now, but we were just kind of shocked. He was still there. And so, yeah, um, they really were probably still investigating. Yeah. And I really want people to think about um, his twin sister cricket, Jordan tonight, because <sighs> a lot of people don't know that Leslie had twin sisters that were two years younger than him. Janet, yep. cricket, And unfortunately, uh, Jan- just passed April, away a few months ago. Yeah. I'm died in May. And then we just lost Leslie. So cricket is all by herself and, and devastating. I, that's three in six months. I mean, it's extraordinary. Yes. Can you, uh, Ga- Gary, tell me how you met him. How you met Leslie, um, do you remember? We've known him forever. We met him out. At a, he was in a restaurant. We first saw and We had seen Sorted Live. He had seen all his shows. And we just told him we were big fans. And, and you know, we, we remained friends with him, traded numbers with him. And then it started to be where we were hanging out with him. And he we took his, Lord have mercy, we took him, we took him to Dollywood. His twin sisters to Dollywood. <laughs> And we had to wrangle them, and they're all the same height, so they look like triplets. But it, it was just, it was a really, that was a good memory. I've thought about all the good memories with Leslie today. Thank and, God. Yeah, and the most recent one, we were just filming with him. He had to do a, an eye gra- uh, eyeglass campaign for Christmas, so he was dressed like an elf, and he asked me and Larry if we would go over and help him. There, there you are. 
shoot some of the videos. So we went over and that was about a month ago. Um, so we just, we think the world of it. It was in August and he asked him if he could keep the tree right up until Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People should know Leslie loved Christmas and he would love to tell that story about his father getting him that bride doll that he told me so many times. And he would, he squatted and peed when he saw it. He was really little and she was standing there and he squatted down and peed beside of her. Ironically, he did that the last time I saw him as well. So, um, you know, I, I one of the things I know that the three of you bonded over was that you were all nice Southern boys. Absolutely. And I think that that's just a lot of our friends out here that are Southern. But with Leslie, he just he always like made you feel special. He always made people laugh. And whenever we were out with him, anytime he'd see a fan, he would take a picture. He was just so humble and just loved, you know, just being out and just seeing people. And I think that's why we're seeing this wave of emotion with so many people, you know, from everyday people that met him to Jennifer Lopez and Dolly Parton. And, you know, he just had an impact because he put light out into the world. So I think that is a a true tribute to him. Yeah, absolutely. I want to say that the link is up. So if you go to billymasters.com slash chat, um, you can join us. So if you feel comfortable and you want to share a memory of Leslie, if he touched you appropriately or inappropriately, feel free. There's no statute of limitations available. Um, We do have uh, some quotes from people, uh, celebrities, as you said, who have already spoken out. Uh, Sean Hayes, my heart is broken. Leslie Jordan was one of the funniest people I ever had the pleasure of working with. Uh, sorry, it's so hard to use the past tense. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone who ever met him loved him. There will never be anyone like him. A unique talent with an enormous caring heart. You will be missed, my dear friend. I mean, it's just, I, you know, I just in this week's column made fun of friends who use the word heartbreaking when they get news. Mm-hmm. But this is heartbreaking. heartbreaking. I mean, I, and I am not a, you. You boys and I go back. My heart does not break easily. Um, but this is this is heartbreaking. I mean, in a way, it's kind of lovely that that he went kind of at his peak. You know, he he's on a hit show. He won an Emmy Award for God's sakes, yeah. and um, and everybody. I mean, we he didn't get to become crotchety and miserable yeah. and hateful. Everyone loved him, and I, I think for us, because there's a whole new group of fans that found him. You know, during COVID nineteen, and uh, oh God, yeah, talk about that, please. Yeah, because he, it was so funny because we we reached out to him and we're like. You know, Leslie, you're going viral because he had like sixty thousand followers. Because <laughs> I don't, I'm not viral. I've had shots for everything, and I don't have COVID. And I was like, no, viral, Leslie, you're getting millions of followers. So he's just blown yeah. away. I think he's. It was funny. He was five point eight, and now he's almost six million because people are following him and watching his videos all day today. As I think, like a tribute. You know, it's really hard with the show because he loved being on that show and he loved it. Asked, so I, I almost feel like they almost have to write this in that something they have oh character 
Um, yeah, absolutely. We should like, mention that, you know, they did have to suspend shooting and they've gone on hiatus, hiatus. And in this week's episode, they're dedicating it to him and they are going to put something on the screen. But yeah, clearly he was such a fan favorite on this show. I'm actually not sure how the show can weather this, frankly. Yeah, and it's he, a good show. 14 hour days. And I, I believe they've got almost all of season three locked, but you know, I think you're right. Episodes that are hanging there because he was just telling us when Larry was messaging him two days trying to go to a lunch and catch up. And he goes, I'm working 14 hour days on the show. They're about to kill us, but I'll catch up with you boys soon. <laughs> the last message from him. Yeah, I have to say, so people have asked all the time why I haven't had Leslie on the show. And we, we've talked many times. First, it was he didn't want to come on until he had something to promote. Then he had something to promote, but he had gone so viral. He would write me back and say, girl, it's nothing personal. But if I can be on network television, what the fuck am I going to do with you? So <laughs> he, he, and we, everywhere. he was going at we, we would message and he'd be like, I'm in Atlanta filming a movie. And <laughs> He was just going everywhere. But we were so happy because, you know, it was great because after Will and Grace, there was a period where he didn't do a lot, but he was still known as that actor from Will and Grace. And when you're kind of friend, friends with him through that period, it's you, you bond and you really get to see because he didn't have the light on him a lot. But then when he gets the light back, you know, we were so happy for him. And, you know, it's kind of hard because he, he had a, a condo that he just bought, his dream condo. Right going to move in in November and have Thanksgiving there. So when you know more personal it's details hard. about where he was in his life to be taken, like right at this moment, it makes it harder for us to, to you know, accept it. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, pe only a couple people knew this, but we had been talking about making a film and he's like, you know, at this point, he's like, I want to do something crazy. And one of the ideas we had was kind of like a big business robbery heist. And it was going to be him paired with Jennifer Lewis. And I thought, oh, my God, this will be like. Even if it goes nowhere, we'll just have fun shooting it. And it was, you know, again, you wanted you wanted to do things for him. You rooted for him. Everybody rooted for him. And yeah. there's so many, so many projects I, that just won't get, that won't happen now because he's gone. So that's just, oh, it's a mixed bag. You know, it, it's so hard. Yeah, I'm just showing some pictures of you guys. So uh, there you are. And then, of course, from the commercial that you were talking about. Yes, it was so and funny. This okay. one. Oh, it's just so beautiful. We're that's at El Coyote. Right? I even told Larry, I want to go eat lunch at El Coyote. And that's the table we always sit at with Leslie and just, you know, he uh, with us. Oh, if I were there, you know, boys, I would be there with you. Uh, my friend Kenny Morse. Um, uh, lovely eulogy for Leslie. See, Nana's old. He was one of the sweetest people I ever knew. Great job. Thank you, Billy. Please. You're welcome, guys. Um, uh, you know, I hate to just say it because, you know, you're here and we're going to do, we had already talked about doing a show about uh, still working nine to five, but Leslie was a huge champion of yours. So I can't let you go without at least mentioning it. So you've basically swept every award at every film festival you've been in all the audience awards. I yes. mean, that's the biggest thing for me when the audience loves you. The big audience award, all the film festivals. We just got nominated for a Critics' Choice Award for the Documentary Awards for Best Historical Documentary. And wow. we still do not have a streamer home, Billy. We do not Ooh. have anywhere where the film is going to land. 
which is hard to believe, but that's where we are right now. You know, was the was the first film this much of a struggle? You would, oh, you always think after a success, it's so much easier, but that's really not the case. It's not the case because is this one is the timing after COVID and oh, it's yeah. volatile market, and we've been told all of the films we opened at South by Southwest ninety percent have not sold. So it's really sell a movie in the market, even when you have Dolly Parton, Willie Tomlin, Jane Fonda out there singing your praises as well because they all love the film. Can I ask one question about it? How sure. did you get Dabney Coleman? Because he's the hard one for most people. Yes, we we actually met someone who was an assistant of his that knew his, that one of his children, and we went wow. around that way. And at that point, luckily, we had already interviewed Dolly, Lily, and Jane. So right. Dabney, last of the four, and we interviewed him on February twenty second of twenty twenty two of twenty twenty. And then seven days later, COVID shut the world down. So if we hadn't got his interview, we probably never would have got it. Wow. And again, we should mention Allison Janney from the musical, Rita Moreno from the TV series. So it's not just that. And it's just such an extraordinary uh, documentary because what really hit me, because I guess I haven't gone back and watched 9 to 5 other than as a comedy. But if you look at it as a time capsule and compare it to today, it's extraordinary how far things have gone in so many ways that things are so commonplace. People working flex time, people bringing kids to school, daycare, job sharing, etc. All these things have happened, and yet there are still so many discrepancies. Yeah, and that that was one thing that we really wanted to show was those core issues. They hid behind the comedy of nine to five. Of course. Working women's issues in. And that's kind of what we did with the documentary. Like we bring you in with the cast reunion and new Dolly and Kelly nine to five duet. But then when we Oh, wasn't that great? Oh, that was amazing. So Kelly has been amazing with that duet and Dolly wanted to redo it. They slowed it down and made it more haunting. So it's perfect for the end credits of the film. So we were honored just to have, we could make a documentary on just getting that (laughs) that song. Um, So we're, we're just blessed. We're going to keep doing the film festivals. We're playing all over the world. We're going to see if we win this critics choice award, which is insane. And then hopefully we will get a streamer and be able to come back on your show and tell everybody where they can go and, and watch it on a wider audience. Look, I think it goes without saying, but because you guys, again, we're family. You have always been there for me. And again, it's been likewise. And what's wonderful is, same with Leslie, is that we've been with each other through the lean times, through the good times. And when the chips are down, we we know who our friends are. I don't take it for granted. I adore you both. Thank you. And again, I'm so sorry because I know if I'm this sad, I can only imagine how hard this is for you. But I thank you for coming on and just representing his friends. We We love love you, Billy. Billy. We appreciate you having us. Thank you, boys. Gary and Larry Lane. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. We got to, we got to move on. Um, Okay. But I have to move on to uh, just ridiculous uh, transition here. Um, Gabe Lopez and I met. So I was thinking about this, Gabe. I'm looking at him backstage. I believe we met through Jim Vararos. Is that correct? Okay. So Gabe was, uh, Jim was, Jim Vararos from season one of American Idol. Um, 
the gay one, well, the gay one, the gay of several, but the first openly gay one, I think. Um, anyway, he was performing at L.A. Pride, which I was hosting. And the Lane Twins may have been there as well. Who knows? Um, and I didn't, I, I, I knew who Jim was. I didn't know his material. I fell in love with his songs. I just thought they were so great. Um, and Gabe Lopez was there. He told me that he had written and produced the CD, gave me the CD. I then went in, started hacking them and removing the vocal, the vocals and recording my own versions, which uh, my friend Kenny, who used to host uh, karaoke in West Hollywood, karaoke with Kenny, um, I would perform the Gabe songs in bars. They're great songs on that album. Anyway, so... I don't know, a few years, you know, You say, again, we all stay in touch with each other. And then all of a sudden I hear that Gabe Lopez is working with Belinda Carlisle, who I'm friends with closer at the time, but nonetheless. And um, she told me the story. I'm not going to tell you the story. Anyway, so, you know, you're working with an American Idol and then you're working with a go-go and then you're working with the Go-Go's, and then he's touring with his own stuff and working with so many people. And again, so happy when friends of mine have success. And the last time I saw Gabe performing, because I've seen you since, was at the Henry Fonda Theater opening for Belinda Carlisle. And now this Thursday, I'm going to see him again because he's opening again for Belinda Carlisle. God, that Belinda Carlisle keeps us all employed um, at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. But she may be busy. But you know who made time for me? Gabe Lopez. <laughs> hey, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? That was a great intro. Thank you so much. Well, you know, I love you. I mean, again, that's the thing. I mean, the people who I have history with, they never have to think, oh, now Bailey's my friend. But like, the, the, I am a very loyal person. And through all of your projects, nothing has made me happier because... First off, I know you're a good person. You're a talented person. What I didn't know until all these projects came around is how diverse you are. Oh, I mean, you, you really, <laughs> your, your music is all over the place, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Tell them <laughs> how you hooked up with, well, let's start with Jim Ferraros. Sure. How did you hook up with Jim? I mean, you know, let's a lot see. of us hooked up with Jim, but how did oh you God. hook up with him? <laughs> He's um, married now. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's has such a great eye for fashion too. He's he's always oh he's always absolutely me. yeah. Um, let's see, we messaged on I think it was I think it was MySpace, um, and I I loved the tone of his voice. I figured he already had a record. I, I have to think about this. I haven't thought about it for a while. But I, okay. I remember <laughs> I, I thought he already had a record deal. You know, top ten American Idol. Um, sure. So I said, hey, you know, if you're looking for songs, uh, I'd love to submit some songs your way. He did not have a deal and uh, or, or management, and so I said, "Well, hey, let's just kind of dive in and and do some songs." Um, so we did, and he liked what he heard, and we just kind of kept going from there. I met Angela Peel from American Idol, and she and oh, I wow. wrote a lot of the album with Jim, and and then from there it just kind of, you know, went on to uh, to other artists. Was he your first like name artist? Yes. Yeah, I okay. had well, I had worked with Ms. Trinity, who was about to break, and uh -huh, then she, right. she was my first uh, gold record. She was in Japan, um, and so I was working with her and Jim at the same time. I think Jim's album came out first, 
um, and then hers came out and, and went gold. So they were kind of about the same time. And tell the Belinda Carlisle story. <laughs> so I, um, I got this message on, on uh, Facebook and it was this kid in the South of France. Uh, I think he, he was uh, 17 or 18. He's going to move to LA. And he said, Hey, I really love your song. Um, Hot pink. Um, you know, I love your lyrics and your music. I'm going to be moving to LA. Um, and so I messaged back. I said, Hey, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Um, you know, how'd you hear the song? And he said, well, I'm in the South of France and you know, my mom does music too. Um, and so I'm thinking, you know, France, maybe she's a cabaret artist. I don't know. So I said, <laughs> Oh, cool. You know, what does, what does your mom do? And he said, Oh, well, I don't know if you know of a band called the Go-Go's and her name's Belinda Carlisle. Okay. So <laughs> I am the biggest Belinda and Go-Go's fan. There's nobody I sang to more growing up than Belinda. And I mm -hmm. owned every Belinda album and every Go-Go's album. So then I thought it was a friend effing with me. I really did. I, I was like scrolling through this, this Facebook page. Like, who is this poser, you know, who's making up all this <laughs> stuff, going through all the pages. And then it's like, I think this is real. So I, I messaged back. I said, yeah, I know exactly who your mom is and the Go-Go's. Um, I'm actually a big fan. And I would love to send you songs for her if she's looking. Um, so he said that, you know, Belinda wasn't really doing pop at the time, but to send them. So I sent two songs and she said she liked them, but, you know, wasn't doing pop. So I just thought they're just not good enough. That's that. Right? So, yeah. So I sent a third song and she loved it. Um, and um, we connected through her son, Duke, and she called me. It was the weirdest thing hearing that voice I knew so well, like talking to me on the phone. <laughs> um, and we, she wanted to rehearse the song in the studio acoustically, which is like the mark of a pro. So right. we went to the studio, uh, ran through it, and she, it was like the song had been written for her. Like the song came alive just, I have a, an acoustic recording of that rehearsal. She just, is spot on. She's the old, you know consummate pro, um, and we hit it off. Like we totally hit it off that day. I worked really fast, and she liked that. And then, uh, and that song came out. It was uh, it's called Sun, and uh, Jane Weedland did the lyrics. She's phenomenal. Uh, she and, and Belinda did lyrics together. And then Belinda and I just kind of kept working together. I did um, you know uh, three UK tours with her and two US ones, and, and now oh yeah, tours. well there was this <laughs> one. There was that. There was that. That was a blast. Yeah. Um, and of course, here you are. And uh, uh, I, I know what this story is, but uh, why don't you tell people? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, oh, let's see. That was at the Nightbird, right? For, was that for That John was Heilman. Yeah. No, yeah, John yeah. Heilman, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that was. But uh, you've also supported Duran. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, that was a blast to do. Uh, I remember I kicked over my, no, somebody knocked over my guitar during that show and I couldn't get it tuned. <laughs> Um, and there, of course, you are. I love, I love that one. She's just, oh. she truly is just the most generous person to work with and the easiest. And we're just always on the same page. I, she's my favorite to work with. Everyone knows that, but I, I would say, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about your music first. Um, I, I've got two clips, but let me just show one first. Um, oh God, well, I don't know which one I want to start with. Okay. Well, let's, let's show, uh, <laughs> Uh, Vivian and Valerie, why don't you tell cool. people about the song and cool. of what we're going to see in this video? I have just a <laughs> clip, but I think the video people will enjoy. Well, the song is about uh, two of my very best friends, mm -hmm. um, but uh, who are men, males. Um, yes. But in the song, I refer to them as Vivian and Valerie. Um, and then this is the music video with two other of my good friends. Uh, and Austin Burke and Patrick Broderick, and they're dressed up in drag 
mm-hmm. essentially being Vivian Valerie. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just a true story, you know, through all that lens. <laughs> okay, let's just show a little clip. All right. The guys and the girls all look so good in West Hollywood. I love about all of your songs is there is this this groove that's always there that really drives the song mm. that it really you know it almost seems to me I don't know your writing process but it almost seems to me that you really have to come up with the vibe of the song first mm. it it depends on the song um you know yeah. I, sometimes I, I do lyrics first sometimes melody first if I'm lucky it's at the same time that one was um at the same time uh, although really? it was written on acoustic guitar um, ah. but, but I usually kind of hear the orchestration as I write it. So even though I was playing acoustic and, you know, writing down lyrics and singing it, I, I knew the mark I wanted to hit, uh, with that one. And again, you've been so prolific in lots of different areas. Is there Thank a you. type of type of music you like doing most? You know, it changes. Um, I, I kind of get in, in grooves. Um, you know, I, Beatles are my favorite, just hands down. Really? Yeah, Beatles are my absolute favorite. And, you know, you look at their career, the early stuff to the late stuff, and there's just so much uh, variety. Um, and But it's all kind of, you know, dabbling in, in pop and pop rock. Um, yeah, so talk like about diversity. Yeah, you know, I feel like my, my home is pop and pop rock. And then it kind of pushes out, you know, a little more glam and then a little more dance, just kind of depending on my mood or the artist, you know, what the artist is looking for. You know, taking Belinda out of the equation, because it's not fair, because you know, we're <laughs> friends with her, but, but you know, is there somebody that you've, well, let, two questions. First off, is there somebody you've worked with that you were just that in sync with, like Belinda, other than Belinda? Uh, yeah, there's been a, there's been a few. Um, one, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put. If you have a bad show Thursday, it's all yeah, on I me. Know. I, uh, <laughs> no, my voice. It's funny. I don't. I don't sing until after seven p.m., so I should be okay. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I would say <clears throat> there it goes. Excuse me. Um, uh, Thomas Fist was uh, is an artist. Um, he he's also kind of steep in Beatles and Led Zeppelin, but his stuff is very pop. So we we communicated very well. Um, Right now, I'm working a lot with Leland. He's uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. He's been the main writer for. He's been on there for about seven years. So he brought me on to work on RuPaul's Drag Race. And yeah, explain how that worked because I've seen your name a lot with RuPaul. How did yeah. that happen? It's um, so Brett Leland. Um, I had uh-huh. worked. I had uh, met with met through a friend a couple of years ago, and initially he brought me on to work on something for that TV show called The Other Two. 
um, okay. which is a, yeah, which is a, a wonderful comedy by the SNL writers. Um, and we really just, you know, hit it off in the studio. Uh, from there, we did a Netflix show and we did, oh my gosh, there was a few other shows, uh, Love, Victor. Um, mm. And then I did the RuPaul's Drag Race live in Vegas. I produced the music for that. Oh, did and, you? I went. Yeah. <laughs> and, I uh, had and, so much fun at that show at the Flamingo. It, it was great. Yeah, at the Flamingo. Yeah, it's that was a blast to do. Uh, and I got to meet, you know, all the, the heads of World of Wonder during that. And, mm -hmm. and Leland um, then brought me on to produce music for the TV show. So we did uh, uh, the Rusicals. And I actually got to meet Leslie Jordan this last year when he was on Moulin Rouge. Oh, um, wow. So working with him for those two days was actually very, very special. So, um, yeah. And who's today. on your little bucket list of who you want to work with? Oh. Like, you've got your, yeah. you know, let's talk realistic first. Who's like the one that's like this close? That close? Yeah, I would say. Well, that's always hard to say, uh, but <laughs> I would like it to be, you know, Alanis Morissette and Cheryl Crow. They're just that close. I okay. hope, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the upper yeah. one, you know, Paul McCartney and Madonna. Wow. Okay. Well, good. You go shoot high. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. You put it out in the universe. Look, I mean, as we were saying about Leslie Jordan, yeah. who, how many times did he think the career was over? And then went from strength to strength. So you never know. Right. I and think look, that on the day if, my career is over. So had, had, I, had I told you that you were going to be producing a go-go song, did you produce? I uh, I produced the vocals. So I did Belinda's part okay. in the backgrounds. Um, and then, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Did you, did you get, were you in the studio with the go-go's or just for Belinda? Uh, for Belinda and Charlotte. Um, okay. Yeah, but I've, I mean, I've met them all and, you know, yeah. they're all wonderful and, yeah. But if I had told you you were going to work with the Go-Go's, first off, if we had known the Go-Go's would break up and reunite and break up and reunite so many times, but I mean, that's got to be a dream come true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like when I Is it a high parents, point? Is that the high point or is your own stuff the high point? That's a good question. I mean, I feel like I, I don't. I don't rest on laurels. You know, I'm always just kind of looking ahead at, at, at mm -hmm. you know, what's next. And, and part of that's good. Part of that's bad. You know, um, I'm very thankful for everything that's happened, but I am always looking ahead at, you know, what's next and what, what can I kind of conquer next? I cut you um, off. You were going to say something about your parents. Oh, um, I mean, my parents and my friends, they couldn't believe that I, was working with Belinda and the Go-Go's because they all knew, you know, how obsessed right. I was with, with all of them. See, up. but isn't that nice that, you know, you do have people who they're not people you've met now. They're people, as we were saying with the Lane Boys and with you and I, that, to, uh, you know, people who meet you now, oh my God, can you introduce me to Belinda? You know, whatever. Let's talk about, I was with Jim Vararos, you know, <laughs> or where it came from. Where did yeah. you, where did you come from? I'm from Santa Barbara and Lompoc, okay. so not too far from L.A. Um, and did down. you want to be a singer-songwriter? Did you want to be a songwriter? Did you want to be a performer? I mean, what was your dream? It was singer, songwriter, and producer. And just artist in that respect. And I knew I wanted to do it when I was five. And that was Wow. I, I knew. And recording artist, I said those words. And that was it. And and that's always been the passion. I'm still such a, a geek about me. I study scores still. I have these scores behind me. Uh, you know, I, I love Bernard Herrmann. I love, you know, WCA. All, all these people. I'm, I'm such a music nerd. Mm -hmm. I get a thrill out of music still. 
What was your first instrument? I can guess, but uh, piano. I would yeah. guess. Usually it is. Sometimes it's guitar, but yeah. you know, you seem like a piano person. Yeah. Were you a studied uh, pianist? Did you? It was no. all year. We we didn't have money for lessons <laughs> when yeah. I was little, but I I have this drive, and you know, the, I I think this part I I get from my mom. You know, if, sometimes if you need something done, you really got to do it yourself and just make it happen. Um, and my mom's always been inspirational with that. And so uh, my dad bought me a little keyboard and I taught myself how to play it and um, just asked a lot of questions of music teachers and taught myself how to play that and then guitar. Um, I And I've got another clip. So I've got Lasso. So you want to tell anyone about this? What is this yeah. about? I, um, well, it's it's kind I, of your version of Fun With Ropes, isn't it? It is, although it wasn't for me. Um, oh, really? I, yeah, I'm, I'm signed to Universal Music Group uh, as a songwriter, and you know, I'm always turning in songs. And my A and R didn't care for the song, um, and I, I thought it was good for a few people, and and she just wasn't. I don't know. It was something like, "Oh, nice. Try, thanks for trying." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." But I really, I don't know, kind of liked it. Um, and and uh, that's actually a demo vocal. And I was like, you know what? It just is real and raw. So I kept it. Um, and then I just put it out myself. So it's interesting you say that because what what I was going to say is it sounds so stripped down and acoustic kind yeah. of. You know, it's got the, yeah. again, what I love about it is it's got the vibe in there, but it's not overly cluttered or overly produced. Yeah. Clearly, you know, now we know why, but I like that. <laughs> and I think it actually fits the song and with this video as well. Yeah. So let's show a little bit of clip of Lasso. I just love that. I think it, I, it's a great song. And you, you you brought up an interesting point is, you know, when you write songs for other people, you know, how easy is it or hard is it for you to give away your babies and see that somebody's going to put their own spin on it, whether you like it or not? I, I, you know, I really try and respect someone's art because sometimes they do have a different, you know, vision or interpretation of the song. And you, you kind of gotta let it go at that point. You know, you, it's it's their baby, and they're mm -hmm. trying to make. You know, I was thinking back at Tina Turner, brilliant at covering songs. You know, every Absolutely. song that Tina sings, you think that she wrote. Like it has that. Right. You know, or it was written and, for her. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and Belinda has that gift too. She sings everything like she she wrote it. it she finds that truth of it, um, which is why it was so easy when she did Sun. It's like, well, that's where the song should live. Of course, it should be with Belinda. Um, and, and sometimes I write... But your version of it would be very different, I would have yeah. to assume. Yeah, yeah. Hers would be better. But, but yeah. Well, be I don't different. know if this is better. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think that, you know, it, it's very interesting because I... um. 
I had talked to Lulu of all people about this. Speaking of Tina Turner and, um, you know, and she said the fact that my biggest credit is a song that Tina Turner recorded and everyone assumes was written for her or by her, but wasn't. So, you know, that's just how it goes. Um, so you, you and I, we talked about this earlier. You are opening for Belinda Carlisle Thursday yeah. night at the Saban. Doors yeah. are opening at six, and I you're on that. at seven, or you, it, or you're uh, on at eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you're doing three of the dates. So let's let people yeah. know where you are. Yeah. Uh, so the twenty seventh at the, the Saban, as you said, and then November second in Costa Mesa at the Seagerstrom. And mm-hmm. then November 3rd in Thousand Oaks at the Fred Kavli at the Arts Civic Center. Oh, um, which will be so much fun. And I, again, I'm flying out Wednesday night. So I will be there Thursday. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Cheering you on. I will Thank make sure I text you and, you know, we'll get yes. it together at some point. I am so proud of all your success, Gabe. You're just, And again, you. you well, let me ask you one more thing before I let you go. Sure. <laughs> what What has changed in your life the most between when I met you then and when you are where you are now. Ooh. Um, and it could well, be material. It could be yeah. I live better. I have I'm a better blonde. car. Well, you are blonde. That's true. You were um, not blonde. Uh, yeah. I was I, more blonde, as a matter of fact. Then. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, I, in a weird way, I think I'm an even bigger fan of music now. And I just love really? it even more. Yeah. And of course, there's, you know, all the, the bad things with the business, but there's a lot of good. And I just am, am thrilled doing what I get to do. I, I think I just love it even more. I didn't think I could so do. So you just answered the next question, which is, oh. are you happier now? Yes, absolutely. I, <laughs> I, I am the happiest I've ever been ever since, I think, 2014, the first UK tour. And it's just kind of gotten better and better. The more people I've worked with and the shows I've gotten to work you know, on. And it's it's pretty awesome. So I'm very thankful. Gabe, nobody deserves it more. Thank you for being uh, here. I'm looking you. forward to seeing you again. It's yes. been when was the Fonda show? Five years ago. Fonda show is 2016. Um, right, so six but years. we saw each other in passing backstage at Pride a few years ago when my friend Leland was performing and Ali oh. was performing. That was yeah. 2018 or 19. Yeah. But yeah, just so before quick. the pandemic. Yeah. It just yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I and I remember us talking. As a matter of fact, yeah. we were backstage. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Gabe. Thank you for being here and good luck with the show Thursday. I'll see you there. I'll see you then. Thank you so much, Billy. Bye, sweetie. Oh my God. And rounding things up. All right. You know, there's so much I could say about my next guest. So much I have said about my next guest. I never know if I'm ever going to talk to our next guest again because our lives go up and down and like we're, oh, I never know where I'm going to bump into him, how it's going to happen, where it's going to be. Ben Patrick Johnson has had a career that has had more twists and turns and highs and lows and strengths and dramas and hysterically amazing times and I'm sure not always amazing times as we all have. Um, he is currently the voice of Yummy. Oh God, I can't believe Yummy. He's, I know somebody who's actually Yummy uh, in uh, Miami, but uh, why should I even say anything about him when I can show you just a little clip of Ben Patrick Johnson in action? Yummy. Yummy Hits Radio, Ben Patrick Johnson, so Kanye can't keep his mouth closed. 
First, he tweets some blah, blah, blah about Lizzo and her weight. Not nice comments. Then he goes on the Tucker Carlson show on Fox News. And he opened up on a subject that, oh, he, he, he really should not have gone there. When Lizzo loses 10 pounds and announces it on Instagram, they attack her for losing weight because the media wants to put out a perception that being overweight is the new goal. What? Well, when Lizzo heard about this, you can imagine she was not so happy. She was in Toronto giving a concert and um, has shared her thoughts with the crowd, saying, unlike Kanye... Minding my fat, black, beautiful business. You know, I was listening to this radio documentary not that long ago about the show Sesame Street. And they were talking about Big Bird and politicians who had made comments against Big Bird, usually in conjunction with funding of public broadcasting. And the study showed any politician who spoke out against Big Bird lost their next election. Every single one of them. They theorized that Big Bird represents the inner child in all of us. Well, I would say Lizzo represents the inner fat girl in all of us. And Kanye, you just lost the next election. Yummy Hits Radio. Uh, speaking of yummy and formerly blonde, Ben Patrick Johnson. <laughs> hey, Billy. How are you, my friend? I'm great. How are you? So we just I'm, do that I'm together on the fly. You know, <laughs> you know, when you've got a body of work like that, you got to show it off. And you have. Well, do you know, but a lot of that, I mean, to be fair, a lot of that was, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago with the. Uh, uh, there's one that I didn't put in there. Do I have it here in oh, still no. store, please? So take a look at this guy. Yeah. Let's see. 23. Slide over. Let's see you then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was yeah. that your first headshot or one of them? Was yeah, it was it was early on. And I had I had a, a huge amount of hair. You I mean, certainly did. Well, yeah. That was, that was a lot of hair coming out of my head, yes. Yeah. Um you know, what was the dream with you? What did you want to be? You know what? Uh, I've done it. Here it is. I remember being 5, 6, 7 years old and wanting to be a radio DJ uh, doing top 40 radio. And uh, I've, I've done a hundred different things all in the entertainment business, but it's ironic uh, that now at the age of 53, that's what I'm doing. I'm a top 40 DJ, you know, in, in a big city in Miami on yummy hits radio. And um, it's, uh, it's kind of odd to be 53 and, and talking to 20 somethings, uh, but it seems to be working, you know. Casey did it till the day he died. So you yeah. know, you're in very good company. Indeed. Um, did you want? Did you want to act? Oh, you know what I did, and um, I did just enough acting professionally <laughs> to realize that no, I don't want to do the same thing. <laughs> like with, with being an anchor person, you know. Yeah. Uh, when I was first at Extra, and then. Um, you know, as a correspondent for extra and then doing stuff for entertainment tonight. Um, I realized, oh, this is not this is not the, the part of the business for me. I'm more of a, a commentator. I, I'm more of a, um, a storyteller than, you know, uh, either telling you about what's going on in the Ukraine or, you know, what uh, Miley Cyrus is doing. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, we, we've known each other through several of your career changes. Yes. And I think we first met when you wrote your book. Your Was it your first book? Yeah, my first book, In and Out in Hollywood. Right. And so in it kind of uh, 
you know, fictionalized mildly, very mildly, um, your experiences at, was it extra or is that ET? Extra. Okay. So, I mean, just to kind of encapsulate, the idea was, was that you were young, you're good looking, you get the job, you're not closeted, but you're not screaming about it. And then you talk about it and suddenly you're relegated to like a a contributor rather than an anchor. Is that basically? That, that is what sorry. happened. That, that indeed happened. I was, um, but this is a different time, different era. And yeah, what was that? What year was that? It was 1992, uh, actually 93. And so the show went on the air in 94. Okay. And we were at a different place, both in terms mm-hmm. of uh, what was considered acceptable, as well as uh, legally, we were in a different place. Absolutely. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago, in the last couple of years, that you could still be fired uh, from a job for being gay or lesbian. That, that's that's the only reason necessary in, in a number of states in America. Thankfully, we now have laws in place that prohibit that. But certainly in 1993 or 94, no one thought the least bit of it. You know, uh, oh, he's gay. Well, you know, okay, get rid of him. Um, and um, there was a great deal of fear, I think, more than anything else at Warner Brothers and at Telepictures, the distributors of Extra. And then again, at the NBC affiliates. It was like, well, we don't know what to do. And they actually did little, um, you know, like when they have the presidential debates and they do prior mm-hmm. to that, the mock-up sessions where they uh, they have someone playing the other candidate, the opposition candidate. They had people playing Howard Stern or this or that other radio uh, or television mm-hmm. show host interviewing me. Uh, uh, and what, what would you say? Oh, to see how you would do. Thing? Yeah. But, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a gay. I'm a gay. I'm a homo. I like that. <laughs> Um, and um, it was incredibly, um, I mean, it plunged me into a deep and profound depression. Um, it really uh, hit me hard. And it was years before I was able to recover uh, from that, from the sort of the, the mind screw job that, that they did on me. And um, was but- the was the was the depression predicated by the professional limitations you were going to have or did it seep into your worth as a person? At that point, you know, when I was in my early 20s, uh, those two were so kind of one inseparable. Yeah. You know, you and it was your, fr- and it, I, no, I, well, you know, I went through a little bit of a different thing because I was writing mm-hmm. primarily and mm-hmm. I was writing because there was no spot for me anywhere else. And mm-hmm. I knew that. Um, and I had done, ra- you know, you and I have had so many similar trajectories in our mm-hmm. lives because I had started with radio, which I loved. I loved talk radio. I didn't know that talk radio would ever, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it's disappeared, but mm-hmm. what I didn't re I didn't have the foresight to realize basically everybody wants to share their opinions <laughs> and social media <laughs> and YouTube and all of that stuff. Yeah. So, um, at the time, you had to, you know, it's funny. We come from a time where you had to have something to say and you had to have a talent for saying it as opposed to today with anyone with a keyboard has uh, the talent to say. Well, we're in so a really, really interesting changed. place um, w- w- where I am at Yummy Hits Radio in Miami uh, in as much as it's time. that radio to training. I <laughs> yeah, love you ahead, so much. Uh, oh. But... Uh, no, but the, the, the point is, and I was just talking about this with, with our music director and program director. Um, we have a lot of younger hosts that are green uh, and sort of rough around the edges, and we're sort of running radio boot camp for them. But um, the hosts that we're choosing 
uh, to be on the air are people, young people that have something to say. You know, mm. they may only be, uh, in some cases, as young as uh, 14, 15 years old. Really? A couple of our hosts. Wow. Yeah, but these are like uh, kids that are out and gay and doing all kinds of interesting things. And, um, uh, you know, we've got a 20-year-old musician. We've got uh, a 29-year-old mother of four who is a uh, a fire breather and face painter at carnivals. And um, the point is we only have, you know, 30 seconds or a minute to talk. At any Hell given yeah. point on, on Top 40 Radio, that's how it is. And that's uh, how it always will be, I, I think, mm -hmm. uh, I just think about so. keeping things going. Mo music, music, music. Uh, but you got to have something to say. you got to have some life experience. You've got to be able to talk with the audience as if they were right there in the room as opposed to talking to them. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. It's basically the same principles as talk radio. You know? Just shorter. Yeah, just short, very short. I cheat, but yeah. Yeah, well, we just had a story, which is, I think, a minute two, perhaps. <laughs> so, you know, but that's yeah. still, that's long for top 40. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I was I was never in top 40. I was always in talk um, or informational, we used to call it. So, um, yes, informational you, radio. Uh, you know, it was just, you know, and there, and there isn't a lot. You know, there is some on streaming services. Yeah. But I think most people, you know, they get their information. Well, who knows where they're getting their information from. Um, I want to talk uh, briefly about the body oh, oh. for a about second. <laughs> well, about that body. I mean, I yes. was a little distracted. Um, so I'm always, you know, it is something that I'm fascinated by because uh, certainly circles you and I travel in, a lot of really hot guys who are in incredible shape um, travel. And they also keep it up, which is awfully hard as one gets older. Ah, so because, it is hard to keep it up as one gets older. That is the truth. That is your pull quote. Um, so, um, but I'm always interested because I've talked to people about when they started working out. And invariably with gay people, it was something that either they emulated in others that they saw it in others that's what i'm attracted to so i'm gonna work on myself to be that type the other the other side is for the attention and the acceptance oh absolutely and for me so for you uh, it's all of the above you yeah. know um it's interesting i mean i think the story that i the road i walked is similar to what as you said a lot of gay men uh go through um this fear of of differentness and of being unloved and being unlovable and hey if i do this and make myself look like this uh pictures in the magazine um then maybe there will be uh, someone to love me basically at the mm -hmm. end of the day someone to give me attention someone to make me feel like i matter and it's very interesting that um on the women's side of things right now there's a revolution going on you yeah. see it in music and in pop culture um, uh, someone like Jax with the song Victoria's Secret saying, mm -hmm. you know, I know Victoria's Secret. He's an old dude who lives in Ohio. Um, and the whole thing is, and she sings in the verses about, if I could go back and tell myself then, you know, that this is ridiculous and you're trying to achieve some ideal that it's just, it's, it's not even real, uh, but, but then it's going to make you miserable. And then you have um, just uh, on Friday, uh, Christina Aguilera re-released her song, Beautiful, and there's beautiful, a new music right? video, which is beautiful. You should go look at it. It's really all about um, self-acceptance. And Lizzo, you know, in, in, in the clip you played. Speaking the clip, the right. Show this weekend, um, that's 
a lot of what she says and does, it's about uh, accepting where we are now. Oh, look at that. Now I've, tr- I've turned into yeah, a right. You're back. <laughs> I thought, my God, I'm, my, I'm, my looks are going quickly. You know, for God's sakes, we're talking about how hot you are and you disappeared before ah, my ah, very ah, eyes. You know, but the, you know, what's interesting uh, about what you say is that, you know, while we we say that people are attracted to us in that image and yet you are so and and are still so talented and so smart and so you have so much to offer and yet it can still be distilled to somebody with you with all your gifts i also need this you know i I remember being at a club in in the mid-20s in my mid-20s in the (laughs) mid-20s i was a flapper (laughs) Uh, but uh no in my 20s and um, I was with. Well, you just guy. made Gabe Lopez laugh. He's sitting <laughs> backstage. Gabe is staying with us. Gabe used to be a flapper with me. We'll go out and uh, <laughs> paint down. He's got his flapper hair, so it's fine. <laughs> he does. It's he true. Does. Um, anyway, um, and Hamar, uh, someone had told me a comment that someone said about me right there in the club that night. Um, you know, do you think he's, uh, what do you think of this guy? And the guy said, oh, he's okay if you like him big and dumb. You um, can't win. No, you, you can't. You can't. And I remember in the 90s talking with, uh, he was an icon at that time, Riken. Um, remember him? He, he, he uh, was a, a playwright and other things. Yeah. Well, let's not say a playwright. He was an ah, actor of sorts. Listen, you. Well, no, um, let me, you know, it's funny. When I asked you the question, Riken is one of the only people who has ever told me the truth. And it's funny because I met Riken with the Lane Twins, as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, so Riken had been uh, on Amazing Race with his then partner, Chip. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, Again, a little bit stupid because he the show hadn't aired yet. And he said, well, I was on with my ex. And I said, hold on. Did you say ex? Oh, I didn't say that. You can't write that well. There was a, there was a quote. But anyway, Riken is beautiful regardless of anything else. He's beautiful. He's also very smart. He's a lawyer. And um, at a white party in Palm Springs at Jeffrey Sankers, God bless you, um, I went up to Riken, who was at his pinnacle of beauty, high as a kite, but um, but with uh, a lot of really hot boys. And I just said to him, can I just ask you, what does it feel like to look like you? And he looked at me with those goggles, the, the, uh, the goggles of highness, and said, it's fucking amazing. And I said, thank you. I, I would suspect it. Now, that doesn't mean it's fucking amazing being you mm-hmm. or everything that comes with it. But I want to know that you've worked on yourself and spent this much time that it was at least worth it, that it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So I ask you, was the transformation of yourself physically, was it amazing? And did you enjoy it as much as we want you to have? You know, I'm trying. As you were saying, I was trying to think of how I would answer this question. Um, I want to. I want to be able to echo Riken. I don't have yeah. owl eyes to present to you today. Yeah, I did. Okay. You know, I'm in recovery. But, um, uh, but uh, no, no, it was not amazing. Uh, I remember. Um, you know, I would be 
at a photo shoot or and and I would be getting you know, told, oh, your skin is so this or that. Or blah, 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 look at your abs. And I would pack up and 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 get in my car and and go home and think I'm the loneliest person I know. I I I didn't participate in that whole sort of party scene. Oh, I, was, I know. Um, I you was, had uh, you had lovely little parties at your yeah. house where people actually talked. I met some of the most interesting people at your house. Yeah, I was because in, you you in a good you, way you for those house parties that I'd have. Well, you 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 put them together as they as a lot of people will say, like a chef. It was mm -hmm. like who is going to mesh with who. It it was never a wrong person there, and I I always admired that about you. Well, thank you very much. I um, I I think during that period I suffered very much from uh from prom queen syndrome. You know, um, where I no one would ask me out, and if I did connect with someone, I mean, so this is going to get groans, I'm sure at home, but it's all right. We just wanted to have <laughs> sex. That was it. You know, and usually I'm a I'm I like sex, but but I'm also you know a love junkie, a romance junkie. Yeah, you're and, a dater. Um, yeah, I'm a dater, I'm, and I'm a marrier, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, and, and so I could never find, um, I was, I spent most of my Saturday nights at home alone during that period, if I didn't. And that, I threw the house parties, you know, in the Hollywood Hills. You know who I was copying, basically? Because mm -hmm. I used, and here comes a name drop. Um, I would get, I got used, there was a circuit, Liza Minnelli for a while would mm -hmm. have a house party, usually every Saturday night, but not, and she would invite about 20 people. Right. And, um, you know, there was the piano dolling and, 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 and you know, uh, little jars of cigarettes. I got that off her, too, sitting right. around the different. Uh, and so I said, you know, she kind of quit doing those for a while. And I sort of picked it up. And I had some of the same guests that Liza would have just, you know, off the wall people. But were interesting. And, and you know, it was a little Warhol-esque at times. Right. Um, Elizabeth but, Elizabeth Taylor used to do it on Sundays. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, only because I went to a. Two, only two. But, yeah. um, and you'd be there and you'd see, like, you know, people who nobody knew that they were just real folk that she knew yeah. and a porn star and mm -hmm. a Rodney McDowell who probably brought the porn star and whatever. Yeah. But, um, but they were people who actually con conversed with you. Yeah. I remember uh, there was, um, uh, one of the nights, um, it was the 4th of July. And I was sitting at the balcony looking at the, the fireworks and uh, uh, Ian McKellen was, was sit, uh, standing next to me, you know, and he said, well, you know, we don't have this. We don't do this in Britain. <laughs> I said, well, you know, this is L.A. We, we do everything. It's more is more. So enjoy it. And it's just it was those sort of acquaintances or, or Esther Williams. Uh, mm. the famed swimming star from and Gabe Lopez will now know this because he's a flapper from the I <laughs> um, swam um, with her <laughs> did you Gabe did you swim he with just, her he Williams? just gave me the thumbs up yes he did <laughs> uh, but yeah but it was that kind of people that would be at the parties well also can I just say because you had a great house um, and one of my one of my fondest memories of your house was going down to your studio Oh. Where you did, you were one of the first people. Here's something where they were the, the ISBN lines. Is that what ISDN, they were? Yeah, and ISDN lines directly to. This is long before to radio stations. No, I know. I mean, you were the first and to, um, and to, to networks, to television. Yeah, 
and studios because you did a lot of trade. You did so many trailers for films. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that people don't know. I mean, that was a big thing for you. It was. And there's a, there was a prestige to that. And everyone wants to, wanted to hear do that voice. And there was a lot of money attached, but can I tell you in terms Mm -hmm. of job satisfaction, man, I so much, and here comes the plug again. Uh, I I so much prefer what I'm doing right now. Like at yummy hits radio. Yummyhitsradio.com. Um, that, yeah, for yeah, people yeah, at yeah, home, right. so they teach, they, they, I shouldn't say teach because I don't think they do anymore, but they taught us in radio yes. that you, every time you could, you had to reintroduce yourself course, to the yes. audience because people are tuning in in their cars and they may not know who you are. And so by the way, Billy, uh, my, name is, my name is Ben Patrick Johnson. Yeah, well, and happily, if people are watching, although they might be listening as uh, podcasters do. Yeah. Um, but what the other thing is, is that you did something, you were one of the first. Um, and and certainly, uh, I'm happy to say, inspired me, and I'm copying you blindly, is um, you did a video podcast that was like a telecast from your home, where yeah. you had an anchor desk, where you had two different, oh, you know, I don't think I can do it. Can I do it? Yeah, you did. Camera. I, I can, can look, look there. there. Ah. And then yeah. I can look there. No, it, it, but I mean, I'm not, I didn't plan that, but there's always, cause I've always learned, always have a backup set up in case yes. something goes wrong yeah. on a live telecast, but you would do cuts. You would do great stories. You did videos and I mean, well, way before it became easy for us to do this where everybody, including me can do it. You built that into your home. Yes, I and did. you did and it I for had. the longest time. What was it? A year and a half or something? Yeah, but, but it got yeah, it got so expensive. But I had the same lighting what? director. You know, I, I hired a lighting director from CNN to put together the little studio for me. And, and you know, there's tricks you can do now. Everything now, everything is is green screen. But at that point, it was not. It was that's you know, not a real. That's not a real set. <laughs> Because I thought we were in the Matrix. You know, I know. <laughs> See, there you go. That, that's how you can tell. That's the blue thing. That's the Wakanda. Uh, Wakanda. Oh, I hate it. I know. <laughs> but, you know, how to make a, a large bedroom look enormous on television. And I, I learned to use the multiple cameras. Um, now it, it's about fast cuts now. Yeah. But at that point, it was about, for me, you remember B. Arthur in the 1970s mm-hmm. and Jack Benny years. Jack Benny had the take that he would do. Yep. Oh, yeah. B. Arthur had that. her certain thing. So I would use camera one and camera two. Camera three was the master, was, was the big wide shot. Mm-hmm. Camera right. one was the, hello, I'm your anchor, and I'm going to tell you. But then camera two was over here, and I would say, right. and, you know, and I would turn to camera two and make a comment. That was my commentary camera. <laughs> I would give it a look, or I would give it a, and but it's real time. And so you cut between back and forth, and it's very different than the fast cut stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was continuous. We would shoot the whole show, you know, continuous. Right, and then cut in after. I mean, the, yeah. people do everything now. I mean, it's just amazing what they do. Yeah. But what I don't, what I don't think people realize, and they can find a lot of those videos. I'm sure they're still on YouTube. Oh, or there's, there's a handful of them that are still running. Um, but it was just it was incredible because again, I knew what you had to do into it: shooting in mm-hmm. multiple, matching up, cutting. I mean, it was right. just a. And I just kept saying to you every time I see you. Now, how did you? do that and oh i love this yeah. um so explain to people um you are with yummy hits in miami yeah. and you have been there now for what six months about I, no, i've been i've been with yummy for a little over a year here's the oh thing. okay when i was first approached i used to be with, with kg 
uh, yes, the radio station in here in Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. And um, our program director, uh, things kind of went for me there. And um, uh, I was let go at the same time. The program director was, he was working on this new venture. Um, he went, hey, listen to this. It's called Yummy Hits. And I went, okay. But I liked the music. It was fun. And it was, um, uh, he was a consultant there. So uh, they asked me if I'd come in and do an audition. And I said, of course. Well, you know what? And uh, so I, I went over to Yummy Hits. Now, here's the thing with Yummy Hits Radio. It's, it, it's a bit of a risk right now because they made the choice rather than, uh, working, you know, like the devil to get on an FM uh, transmitter in Miami. They chose to go, just forget it. We're going to go streaming from the very go. Now, Which most cars now are getting streaming stations anyway. Right. And in a couple of years, here's a news bulletin, if you don't know this, uh, they're going to quit. They're going to quit making FM radios. In, Terrestrial in is gone. Yeah. And if do you know anyone who's under 30 or under 40, even for that matter now, who owns a radio other than in the car? You know, just sitting around on the cabinet. I mean, yeah, I guess don't. aside from my stereo, you know, I don't, yeah. and I haven't turned it on. Right, it's, it's yeah. collecting dust. The yeah. only place we still, the only place we still listen to FM is in the car, and that's going bye bye bye. And so, um, within a few years, FM is is obsolete. Um, so again, uh, putting the energy and the emphasis into making a great radio station, which Yummy is. Uh, versus um, trying to, you know, chase FCC licenses and this and that to put it on FM. Um, we have we have an advantage. We have a home field. That we're, I should say it this way. We are gaining a home field advantage. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, it's nimble. It moves quickly. It's if you listen to Yummy Hits Radio, it's a fast moving radio station. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. what I like about it is it is giving you everything that it says. It's hits. Yeah, it's yeah. hits and hits and hits. I see Gabriel nodding a lot, so I'm going to bring Gabe in just for a second, <laughs> Gabe, because I I feel that I didn't let the two of you talk to each other, so I'm just getting. Oh no, I'll keep Ben in the middle because we're too blonde. <laughs> Although Ben had his blonde days. Um, uh, yeah, I did. Um, I I know that the two of you obviously know each other. Have you have you actually met? We met, I believe it was at Ben Roman's single release or album release. Oh, yes, we yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yes, I was trying to remember where it was, and here I am. I'm a plug again. It's <laughs> all right. You'll be, you'll be, be. It's that damn connection in Palm Springs. You know what? Here, wait just a second. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take this. I'm gonna take this matter into my own hands. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Wait. <laughs> I want to see him take it into his own hands. Oh, Jesus. Is man. it like these hands? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know which hands it's like. I'm not sure that it's that it's entirely legal. Is okay, it that? Look. look, no hands. Look. Yeah, there you go. Now let's see. Will this work? Oh, that's you. That's Hold you, on. Ben. Hold on. Ben, I almost put you in his hands. Uh, Gabe almost you know was what? in they, Ben's hands. Uh, now, see, that's my computer. This see? Is, this is the backstage that we try to avoid. Oh, it's all right. I, it's all right. I'll put that in. It's fine. That's fine. Tell so me now, when you're back. Okay. Because we, we, we're looking at moments, you. So I tell fine. you. Just in a moment. <laughs> let's uh, flip this around, too. Uh, Gabe has. Uh, let me ask Gabe a question. Gabe has. You have your. Is there still a thrill of hearing your song on the radio? Oh, Gabe? absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yes. Okay, uh, Ben's Belinda coming talks back. About that too. Belinda says, you know, if it comes on the radio, she cranks it up, and I, I totally get that thrill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would bet. I mean, yeah. it's got to be a thrill, especially when you hear a voice like a Ben Patrick. Oh my God, we're getting an aerial shot. Look at this. You are. <laughs> it's like the Rose Bowl. I got to switch back to you. This is how, and I always think. See, and now you can't look at us. I know that's just, this is, 
I know. I I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I could have like a booger and I wouldn't even know. It's fine. <laughs> um, uh, ben, you know, I'm just curious, you know, what do you, do you find that there's a difference in the markets because you've gone, you've been in so many markets, but you've gone from Palm Springs to Miami. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, and also it's, here, I'm, gonna, I'm you know, I'm put this away. I'm going to play with this all night. Um, you're, you're pretty close. <laughs> Hold on, uh, are you close? Palm Springs. <laughs> now I'm epic. Uh, Palm Springs is uh, market 150. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami is market 11. Palm Springs oh. is um, very white and gay. Uh, Miami, uh, there's plenty of gay folks, but uh, you know, it's it's there's a very strong uh, Latin influence. We talk about the Miami vibe, right? And absolutely. So, uh, musically, uh, we're quite different. The audience we're talking to is quite different um and i'm having to for me it's also a learning curve because uh you know i'm having to learn all the the local language and culture and uh of miami which is very different than either los angeles where i spent most of my career or now in palm springs do they want the regionalization drop-ins because you do it with like the beach you were mentioning yeah no but that's i mean it's uh as you asked me where i was and i said well my my body is in Palm Springs. My mind is in Miami uh, because it's not like we customize for different markets. It's, we're not syndicated. We are, uh, you know, we are Miami's hit music station. We're very Miami centric, but the idea is to take the Miami vibe and the sabor uh, mm-hmm. and take it to the world um, as opposed to trying to be 20 different things in 20 different markets. And um, uh, so, you know, when I'm talking about it, the, the weather at the beach, um, it's because I've just gone on AccuWeather and looked at it and, <laughs> Uh, this we we had we <laughs> we had a bit this weekend. You heard in the clip reel that I sent you. I, I think. oh, I did. Oh my god! So apparently, the weatherman at uh, TV Channel Ten is a drunk, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. or so I suggest. I I said maybe. Oh, you didn't suggest maybe. it. Well, you, you know, said he's a drunk. No. Maybe <laughs> you got to go on my Instagram at Ben Patrick nine zero zero six nine and um, see the picture. This is so I'm I'm I was getting the forecast ready together for, for my Saturday show um, on Yummy Hits and everyone you know had basically the same forecast sunny 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 I I saw that it's so uh, sunny 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 except for Channel Ten local ten in Miami the ABC affiliate they said chance of showers but there's no, a chance there was not going to be any showers at all so in my weather forecast I tend to be a little uh, uh, free flowing with, with what I say. And I went on and I said, you know, maybe they're just all drunk over there. And they confused because, you know, when people drink heavily, they talk about rain. That's, you know, that's what they say. Hey, you know, it's going to rain. Looks like rain. I've heard it a thousand times. I'm sure you have also. Uh, so anyway, so I thought <laughs> fun. And uh, yeah, and then I ran and I have not heard. I ran this. And so I scrolled down on the website and there's a picture of their weatherman looking kind of like this. And so I think uh, clearly uh, there clearly there absolutely is maybe possibly I don't know uh, a chance that he's drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I haven't heard from Channel Ten. Gabe, they don't care. You know, Gabe, Gabe, the you know I mentioned the first time you hear a song on the radio, I actually heard Sun on the radio the very first time I heard it. And I 
you know, I don't know if I knew that you had written it at that point, but I heard it a couple times has happened that I'll hear a Belinda song that I haven't heard yet. And I'm like, wait, because you know the voice, but you must hear it and think, oh my God, that's my song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and, and of course, you know, by that point, I've heard it many times in the studio producing it and, you know, playing the parts and all that. But, but then to kind of, you know, hear it come to fruition on the radio that's like you know the, the final prize yeah oh it's always, it's always wonderful to celebrate that you know isn't it nice ben to hear that people still value radio play oh yeah i mean it's um there's something about and it's why you know i think that um as much as home video is great we go to the theater we want to know that we're not the only person experiencing it at this moment that whether or not we can see the other audience members uh, it is a community experience taking place. Gabe mm. and Gabe, yeah, you know exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, um, It's the same way with radio, you know. Podcasts, and no offense, podcasts are okay. wonderful, but you don't know if and when someone is going to listen to it. When I say, so when I go, bah, on the radio, you know, a thousand people just are hopefully more than that. Hopefully just, uh, more, my God. <laughs> I've had shows that have had more than that. Not necessarily at the same time. Yeah. But but see, now, and maybe that's the difference. Because I came to this from writing, I'd gotten mm-hmm. away from radio and writing, mm-hmm. and it's, it is a very different animal because when you write something and you write a joke, you don't get the immediate response. Yeah. And you just have to trust that it's out there. On the flip side, you also know that it has longevity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's pros and cons for all of this stuff. I think it's just fascinating that we've all continued to be in all the markets. Um, One more question for Gabe. Is is a song of yours been picked up by a film yet? Yes. Uh, Oh, what? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I well, yeah, give me I've, I've one. I've a lot of thinking TV and movies. Um, oh, well, I know you said TV, but what films? Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. I need to look back. Oh, my God. A Rugrats film, something like that. <laughs> I'll have to you know what I'm going to Turn me off a second. Just put Gabe on because I okay. need to re my camera back. Okay. <laughs> I can put that back up. It's fine. Nobody's going to complain about looking at this. <laughs> um, Ben, can I just ask you, how hard is it to maintain that? Is it even possible? No. Oh, no, it's okay. not possible. It's uh, like that is a moment in time. Talk about a moment in time. It's not only is it a moment in time where you're spray tanned and this is and that and you're in an unhealthy place physically, but also, you know, uh, again, back to reference to the song Victoria's Secret, it's been so artificially and electronically processed augmented photoshop are you saying those aren't your abs those Those are are heidi klum's abs those are my abs but probably i mean as i'm looking at this photograph for instance right there um they probably shrunk my waist by about three or four inches oh um, thickened out my legs um you know so there's no hope i mean we're just over it's done when you see a magazine cover that person doesn't actually exist yeah like nobody looks like that Right. You know, and if they did look like that again, as you said, how could they maintain it? Right. Yeah. 
Well, that's wholly depressing. Are you happy now? Ben, I asked, I ask you the same question mm-hmm. I asked Gabe because I, I don't want to get into the struggles you've had. You've alluded mm-hmm. to them here and you've, you're very open on Facebook, far more open than I am. And I write, <laughs> but I think I write mostly fiction compared to you because you've had, you've had struggles and you've had challenges. And one of the things I love about you is that you're resilient. And it seems to me from the outside that the times that have knocked you down have somehow made you stronger. Is, is that the case? Yes. Okay. I, I think so. And, you know, there's the saying, that which does not kill us makes us stronger. And that's, that's well, you, everyone's nodding, but no, wait, that's, it's not always true, you know. Um, <laughs> well, it is if you're still talking. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I had a friend, uh, I said, how are you? He said, well, I'm on this side of the dirt. Um, and so, yes, uh, but it can, it can really, um, uh, affect your quality of life. And, and I've been through, uh, struggles with addiction. I've been through financial issues. I've been through, um, uh, this earlier this year, significant health crisis yeah. uh, for, for many months. Scary health crisis. Really, really scary. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it all, it all adds to our body of experience and I think it adds to resonance. Um, I remember, um, uh, not to get too, too personal, but, um, a number of months ago, um, I had just been through a a hellish stretch of days, uh, with health stuff. And I was just sitting there and I was crying and crying and not feeling sorry for myself, just feeling overwhelmed. And then all of a sudden I, 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 um, I, I came to the realization that I'm the luckiest man alive. I get to be alive today. I get mm. to sit on my sofa and cry tears and feel emotions and be hot or cold or this or that. I get to be here. Uh, it's the biggest gift that there is. And in that moment, a, a lot of the depression and things I was feeling just disappeared. And, and would you call you would you call yourself happy right now? I mean, not right now with me, but in general. Yeah, no, right now. I'm very happy with you, Billy. Well, Gabe, ooh, what a sandwich. Um, there you go. I'm surrounded by blonde men. Um, but uh, yes, yes, I am. Good. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, um, I'm eating and sleeping and breathing what I want to be doing, which is mm. um, doing radio, having an amazing time at it. I quarrel like cats and, and hippopotamuses with my boss sometimes, uh, but um, who I think is watching right now. Um, but we uh, love yummy hits. But at the end of the day, I get to go and tell my little stories and have fun and be five years old and also be fifty years old. And um, this is man, this is where it's at. You know, and I think we all can uh, agree that, you know, Gabe gets to do that through music. Mm -hmm. I get to do it through comedy and writing. You get to do it on the radio. We are all so incredibly lucky. And, you know, just to bring it home, you know, how lucky was Leslie Jordan that he got to have this wonderful career and again deal with addiction deal with tragedy and with with a smile and with humor and see that he ended up he may be gone but he ended on top and you know i i if we all have to go and frankly if i have to go i would not be so sad to be going out on top yeah i i, I was talking to my program director earlier and I said you know uh, uh, did you hear about Leslie Jordan and he said yes and I said you know 
uh, not to be selfish about this, but the thing that sucks about it uh, for me is that I now I can't have him on the show to talk about his own death. I know, <laughs> like Leslie, um, you know, and he would have had a story, girl. Had a story. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> guys. I love you. I love you all. I mean, uh, my the Lane twins. Thank you for coming and talking about this difficult thing, Gabe. I get to see you in person in two days or three days. I can't wait. Looking forward. And to that. and Ben Patrick Johnson. Whenever I get to see you again, I will be very very happy. I can listen. Tell you. Will you come on my show, please? Absolutely. You know, anytime. Yeah, you know, I, first I, I off, I'm too I'm too long-winded for the yummy kids. Ah. I'll have to distill it to like 30 seconds. Barely get my name out in that time. But yes, first off, I'll do anything you ever want me to do. You know that. Oh my God, someone just loved that comment. All right, thank you. Whoever that was, thank you. Please send a picture. But see, oh, you know, isn't it horrible? My first thing, send a picture. What does he need a picture for? Maybe he's a lovely hunchback with one eye. Yeah, well, you know. I bet I'm very attractive to the hunchbacks, you know. Oh, guys, I love you. Thank you for being here. If you stick around, I'll talk to you afterwards. But thank you again to Ben Patrick Johnson and Gabe Lopez. Thank, thank you, you guys. And thank you for watching Billy Masters Live. Again, all you have to do if you're on YouTube, there's like a bell. It's over here. I don't know really what. Hit the bell. See what happens. I think you can subscribe and like and whatever. Um, I will be in L.A. for the next week. So, you know, if, if you're a friend of mine and need to see me, I will be in L.A. Um, I'm not sure who's on next week. I don't have any paperwork. I'm lucky I had this show together enough for this. So anyway, thank you for watching Billy Masters Live. I am, of course, your host, Billy Masters. And if I'm here, there's no pre-tape crap about this. And I'll tell you where I am. I'm in Boston. But listen to Yummy Hits Radio in Miami. And uh, we will see you next week because if we're here, we're live. Bye, guys. 